Thanks for tuning in to Empowered for Life. This podcast has been produced to empower your destiny and your dreams. We'll talk with everyday heroes, those not always in the lights and cameras, but are doing amazing things with their lives. During our conversations, we'll find out just how life has worked out for them and what inspires them to successfully carry out their dreams. I'm sure you'll want to listen up and find out their secrets to life. And now, let's join our host, Mark Griffo. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us today. Our special guest is Bob Baer. Bob is the owner of a company called Stonebrook Wealth Management Incorporated, and he has been in financial planning for 20 years. Uh, Before that, he had 10 years in sales. He was an executive chef. Think about that. How cool. And he came to know Jesus August 4th, 2012. He has two adult daughters. He's um, involved with his community. He has a beautiful wife, Patrie, who he met online, by the way, and got married three months later. Bob, welcome to our program. It's so good to have you on Empowered for Life. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. It is such an honor and a pleasure to be with you again and well, here today. Well, it's great having you. You know, there is a lot in you. And during this time, we're just going to talk about what's in you and get it out. How's that? (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) You know, we are living in very interesting days, days that we feel are, I don't know, they're needing just some more input from amazing people like you. And so let's, let's get right into this. What is taking up most of your time these days. Talk to me about that. Gosh, well, it's a season where you know, right now with uh, everything that's going on, even before the whole virus outbreak, um, the Lord was really leading me into a time of rest, which uh, for me doesn't come very easy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it comes easy for anybody. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's actually, it, it takes work to learn how to rest. And uh, so I started this journey probably January even, uh, long before the outbreak and all that. But the Lord was just teaching me about rest, and not only how to rest, but how strong it is when you do rest, and how strong He can be in me and in you and in your listeners when we learn how to rest and just allow Him in there. Now let's talk about the definition of rest, because... You know, are we talking about just sitting on a couch, relaxing, and waiting for God to do something, or is it a posture? What what kind of rest are we talking about here? Oh man, I you know if we get started too fast, I, I know I'm I'm not good with Christians just sitting on the couch. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if there's in in that regard, it's time it's time I really feel to trade your bib in for an apron and we get up and get going. Come on, but but. Uh, when I talk about rest like that, I, I mean it in, well, that can be part of it. There's no question about that. Uh, but I also find it in a posture of, uh, it doesn't mean not doing anything, first mm-hmm. of all. But it but it does mean being conscious enough to slow down a little bit and allow the Lord in to start guiding and leading better. Mm, so good. And, and, and you know, and I, I, we're all still a work in progress, of course, when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to learn that we don't want to take off and running with a plan that we think is great, and then asking the Lord to bless it, so as good. opposed to as opposed to being in a posture of saying, "Gosh, Lord, I 
I just want to honor you. I love you. I adore you. What have you got for me next? Mm-hmm. And and what are these things that um, are really on your heart that you want to lay on my heart? And and go in a posture from that point where we don't just move towards him or for him, but we really learn how to rest and and then um, go with him. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's totally different than. You know, my old nature of, like I say, <laughs> I'm kind of the guy that would take off running with a great idea. I go, God, this is awesome. Right. You know, you blessed me in this process. <laughs> so then the Lord took you into this kind of rest, and what did he show you? Well, you know, it comes, for me, it was really attained, you know, the, the Bible talks about the secret place, just mm-hmm. kind of going into that, into that right. place. And I get there through worship. In prayer and then in his word and it, it it takes some time to just unwind your mind from the things that are going on around us in the world and even on a day-to-day basis and and just to sit and listen and just worship and ask him lord what's on your heart mm-hmm. holy holy spirit will you reveal to me the things that you have for me and I know that I have a role in your kingdom, and I am so thankful for that. I am just ready for this next step, according you know, to your work and according yeah, to your timing. Yeah. You know, I think the Lord has a lot of people in that place, especially during this time of just sitting in our homes and our families here. And, you know, we're just, we have the chance and we have the opportunity to be still and know that He's God. And I feel one of the great things that's coming out of this coronavirus quarantine is that he has the believers sitting at that place of rest asking God, God, what's going on in my own heart? What's going on in the depths of my being? And what are you trying to show me during this time, right? Amen. Amen. And I think the more and more we talk to people, we start hearing more and more of that same thread Mm -hmm. where the Lord is... You know, you hear people saying, gosh, you know, we're running out of things to do. It's like, you know, we can only watch Netflix for, you know, five <laughs> hours right. a night, and we can only, <laughs> you know, you want to do X, Y, Z and fill in the blank, and then it's kind of like being, the light goes on, it's like, gosh, wait a minute, I could be in the Word, or I could be, you know, listening to YouTube, but getting some good teachings, mm-hmm. and just really going towards the Lord with a posture of wanting to just a deeper relationship and just drawing closer to him and allowing him to certainly in this time draw closer to us too. Bob, that is so good. I think that's what the Lord has for all of us. And as you're listening today, I just encourage you to draw into that secret place, draw into your closet and hear what the Lord has, just like Bob has mentioned. And as we're talking about today, so Bob, as you have done this and as you have heard you know, different things from the Lord. I'm sure that he's shaping you even more into what he has called you to do. And let's talk about what he has called you to do. What is your life message? What is going on in your heart as far as what he is putting in you to influence people? Oh, man, that's that's such a good question. It, you know, a lot of that starts with having a firm foundation, first of all. Because, mm-hmm. You know, even we as humans can falter, but God is so faithful. He's faithful to you and me and and all the listeners out there. And it's so important to remain 
in the identity of not who you think you are or who somebody says you are, but who he says you are. <laughs> That's that, so good. That, that before we go anywhere, before we do anything, right. there's that posture of what's your starting place? What is it? Where's your starting place before you do anything? Mm-hmm. And it's knowing that you're a son or a daughter of the king. And then when we begin to realize that he's given us that, and he's given us the authority over any and all things, then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, okay, I know that any move I make, I'm starting from a place where I'm secure. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of anything that we've done. It's all because of him. And so now he starts to show us things. Like, I firmly believe that we are in positions that we need to be raising up more, especially the next generation of fathers turning their hearts towards sons and sons turning their hearts towards fathers. Because I firmly believe that there is going to be a billion souls that are coming into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And the current church can't do it by itself. But we certainly can do it in home groups. We certainly can have our neighbors come over. We certainly can have our friends come over. We certainly can have, you know, significant others of our children who may not be walking with the Lord come over. And it's a different kind of an environment. But like the early church, they get to experience not only community, but Jesus. Yeah, isn't that what the church is all about? You know, and I'm all for the big churches. You know, we have spoken in big churches, mega churches, and small churches. But when it comes right down to it, the church is us. And wherever we are, there is the church. And so as we even make our home a place for people to gather. You know, it's very influential. Now, I know that you've done this. We've had conversations on the phone many times over about how you've invited men and you and your wife invited men and women over to your house and you feed them. And I know your wife is a great cook. (laughs) I think we experienced some of that great cooking in Hawaii when we met you there. Yeah. You know, but when we gather people together in the house, it there's such a relaxing atmosphere, and I feel like people are gathering today, and I know right now they're doing it online, but I don't know. I think there's going to be something more that's going to take place after this whole quarantine thing is over, because people are seeing the importance of gathering together. And, you know, people of influence can come to our house and feel totally comfortable, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's amazing to to walk through this. We, we've done something that, you know, at some point in time, you have to step over the chicken line, right? It's <laughs> kind of right. nice to have people over, and it's really good, and you go, oh, gee, that was really fun. But, you know what? That's good, but it mm-hmm. might not be God. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've really ch- in, in begun incorporating actually breaking bread and having communion at our table before the whole virus thing um, kicked in. Mm-hmm. But we would have... Our practice came over for dinner one night, and we had some other friends from church with us, but we thought, gosh, this is a great opportunity, and we don't want to waste it. Mm -hmm. And so we just made it a habit where, whether they're strangers or friends or whatever, this is what we do. And we do this, and we break bread, and we thank Jesus, and we invite the Lord in. And it leads to some deeper spiritual conversations. And you'd be surprised. You know, it's not about how we perform. We just have to be obedient to the Lord, and He carries the weight. And that was one of the biggest revelations. It's like, oh, how is this going to turn out? I'm a little afraid of what they're going to think of us or say about it. Uh, and right now, I don't care anymore. You know that? <laughs> That's right. Because I know what happens is because at the end of the day, they feel loved on. Yeah. If they think we're weird, well, hallelujah, then let me be weird. Yeah. But they, they walk away feeling loved. 
I can tell you that much. And I can tell you that they walked away, having heard the name of Jesus spoken over them, and they're blessed when we bless them mm-hmm. with a meal and just conversation and do life together. And it's just been amazing that we don't know how far people are away. And there are, uh, many of them are so much closer than we even realize. They are. And I feel like there's people just wanting this kind of experience. You know, and I know I mentioned people of influence coming over. I mean, everyone is a person of influence. It's not just for the high or the low or the deep or the wide. It's for everybody. Everyone can be influential. And when we begin ministering to people on a one-to-one and get deep into their hearts, it opens up a channel that just can bring healing and wholeness and really a great renewal to people's lives. You know, I want to move on to some other things I know that, you know, you're very influential in what you're doing, and you have a business. Talk to the business people a little bit, especially during this time. Now, you're in the financial planning business, and you help people with investments and stocks, and by the way, if you want to, you know, go and uh, see what Bob has, just go to his website. We'll put that on the email that we're going to be putting out, but you're dealing with a lot of different people that really aren't sure what's going on. Talk to me about how you deal with people in the financial realm and maybe some of your viewpoints on that, especially during this time. You know, that's uh, really interesting because there's there's a lot of hand-holding, of course, going on right now um, for for some of the younger investors. There's no question. They've never been through anything like mm-hmm. this before. So there's you know, a lot of... Uh, emotional ebbs and flows to every day in the markets, of course, lately. Uh, and some of the other ones, of course, have been through it before. You know, when I got into the business, it was Y2K. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I remember that. that. <laughs> yeah, no, Get ready. No, Y2K is coming. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we've all been through, you know, at least a half a dozen of these end of the world kinds of things as <laughs> we know it, right? And, right. Uh, it just never happens. And so there's, there's a lot of guidance. Um, I, when I um, got my accreditation in behavioral coaching, that was probably the biggest aha moment mm. because it allowed us to take a different lens to the approach of how we do business. And if you can imagine a car, for example, money is just like the gasoline that goes in the car. It powers the engine to take you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, And as long as you have enough of it, you know what? You'll reach your destination. That's right. Okay, with proper planning. Okay, that's just common sense. So, but the other part is, where do you want to go, and who's who's along for the ride? And you know, sometimes people don't really know that answer, and they also tend to look back too much at history of like, oh, what about this or what? A lot of what if questions. Mm-hmm. And I use the analogy that you know, when you look backwards, it's okay to glance back and honor your past, what you've done and the accomplishments you had, you know, the success in your business, things like that. It's okay to glance back, but that's all in the history. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like a car, the history shows up in a rearview mirror. And it's actually (laughs) quite small. So let's start talking about the road ahead. Mm -hmm. And the road ahead is is a windshield, and it is significantly larger because you can't change and you can't hope for a better past, but you can being somewhat aware of where you want to go and what your future can look like. Well, so Bob, what's ahead so is far more important. What's ahead is far more important. And who's with you 
on this journey mm-hmm. is way more important than looking back there. So yeah. we've been really doing a lot of uh, values, determinations with clients, you know, goals, every advisor on the planet talks about goals, but we really start talking into values and discovering client values mm-hmm. and tying them to goals and then into the plan. So now we understand that why every goal is important is because it's connected to a deeper value that they have. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to watch what happens. And so then the Lord, of course, you know, he's the one who's really in charge of this whole thing. And it's just amazing to watch um, even marriages that have been on the rocks. You know, a business owner has been gone for 30 or 40 years and super successful sells his business and comes home now and, you know, his wife's looking at him like, who are you? Right. What do we do? <laughs> Where do we go? <laughs> yeah, what do you like to do now? It's Who like are you? <laughs> yeah, but you, would, you wouldn't believe the, the challenges that come at that stage of oh, the game. Man, I can't and so even we've been able to we've been able to actually turn into more counseling than mm-hmm. anything. And, and, and the investment pieces, that, that's all a big component, of course, but don't move off that dime about the relationship component until we're really solid that these two that are joined in marriage are really on the same page before they go anywhere. And it takes it takes the Lord in the midst of to do it all, for sure. Yeah, I really like that approach. We are not people that look back. In fact, the Bible says, remember not the former things or consider things of old, for behold, I do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Yeah. And so instead of looking in that rearview mirror, and there are things in our past that we're grateful for, and we don't dwell on the bad things, we dwell on the good things. You know, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. But as we look ahead, it's important, especially in what you do, to help people see the goals and see the aspirations and see where they're headed, especially at this time. I was thinking, Bob, as you were talking just a moment ago, you know, we're not basing our life on the economic system of the world. As believers, we base our viewpoints on the economic system of heaven, right? Oh, amen. And when, I learned that first. Yeah. I learned that firsthand um, when I started in business on my own, and I was I was tithing off of the salary that I was taking out of the business. And I mm-hmm. thought, gosh, I've really gotten to a point where I can take a salary, your tithe off my salary. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a couple of years, and then I had a dream one night, and I really felt the Lord telling me, "So, um, that that's really nice that you do that. Now I want you to tithe off of the top." Mm-hmm. And I thought, I remember waking up and I'm like, Lord, that's a lot of money. And he just really calmly said, no, it's not. <laughs> I thought, oh, who am I talking to? <laughs> the one that actually <laughs> makes it. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, yeah, he's doing fine. He's nothing to it. And so anyway, I thought, okay, I'll try it for a month. And I tried it for a month. And I didn't lose my house. I didn't lose my car. I had plenty of food. You know, all the necessities I had. And I thought, yeah, okay, well, I'll try it again. And yeah. I tried it again another month. I tried it again for another month and another month. And this is the kingdom economy of heaven, is what I'm getting That's at. That's so good, that Bob. It's, it's, been, it's been eight and a half years now that I've been tithing off the top of my business every month. And it's gone up and up and up and up. But it has to do with submission mm-hmm. and letting go, being obedient to the Word, and realizing that this is all His anyway. It's not mine. It's ours to steward, mm-hmm. right? 
and he blesses that. That's right. He does bless it, and there's many places in Scripture that talks about that. And it, as you're listening today, I encourage you that even during these hard economic times, always put God first. You know, give him the top, give him the tenth, and watch what Amen. happens. Just like Bob has explained, you know, sometimes you wonder, like, can I? But it's not net can you, it's will I? And it's that yeah. submissive spirit. You know, as you have moved forward in life, Bob, in business, and as you have gone forward, you mentioned something a minute ago about marriage. Um, how do you balance? And for those listening, you know, that are super busy and they they come home and they're exhausted, how do you as an individual balance your work, which I know you're very busy all the time, and your home life? I know you have a beautiful wife and you have kids. How do you balance those two out? Boy, you know, uh, I, I learned the hard way. Mm. I want to be just really transparent about this, Mark, because I learned the hard way because I, I, I was raised um, with, a, with a, a loving father, don't get me wrong, but it was very much performance-driven. Mm. And, and so you could never do enough. You could never do enough. I didn't have a really great relationship with my dad, but it's primarily because he was always gone. And he was working. And, um, you know, I'd see him for breakfast. He'd be gone. Uh, he'd come home for dinner. And then he'd be gone again. And so it was very, very much about performance. And so when I got into this business, I remember, and it actually happened to be the same business that he was in. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. I thought, oh, Lord. And it was, that's, it was a perfectly clear calling on my life. And uh-huh. I want to thank the Lord for that. But one of the things that I was really quickly reminded of was how I felt as a child and as a son growing up when my dad really wasn't around that much. And when you're young, you don't realize that, gosh, you know what he's doing? He's out trying to keep a roof over your head and food on your plate and clothes on your back and all these things. You just don't understand those things. Right. And and so when my kids were young and I got into this business, I started practicing balance um, at an early age with them. and. I would walk my girls down to the bus stop every morning. And just those little acts like that mm-hmm. helped me. Well, then as time goes on, they get older, and then they're like, Dad, we don't really want you walking us down to the bus stop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a shock of the heart, but it's okay because, you know, we, we raise them as adults anyway. Right. right. And so, but things change. It's like, well, gosh, now I started falling back into that trap of performing. And all I wanted to do was be a good provider. I'm sure much like my father was thinking at the time. And so life got out of balance. And it honestly, that's when my marriage, my first marriage, really started spiraling out of control. And, you know, I was told that my career defined me. And that really hurt. And so I had to take a step back and just go to that space again. Just go back to resting. and go, God, I didn't want this. I didn't see this coming. But here we are. And he's so faithful. You know, he gives us a second chance. He does. Right? He does. He's the God of the, the second chance. The, 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 the reality is, is there's two words that you always have to use in the midst of the storm, is but God. And but God gave me a second chance at this. It brought the tree into my life. And now the kids are a little older. And so it's like, man, you know what? It's, it's okay to rest in the Lord, to move when he moves, to go where he goes. To do it, he says, and use the gifts and talents that we've been given in business, mm-hmm. but don't overuse it and use it to a point where 
it's starts causing problems and the balance in the family starts getting out of whack. So it's, you know, it, for me, it was a very um, difficult, but also extremely rewarding experience. Yeah, that's so perfect, Bob. I think we have to learn to balance our families and we have to learn how to balance our relationships. You know, we only have a few minutes left. I want to ask you some pointed questions. Bob, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? How do you want people to know you? Oh, man. You know, um, I want my kids, I want my grandkids, I want my great-grandkids to look back and say, wow, God, there is proof of a living Lord Jesus that was back in great-great-grandpa Bob's life. And it's not (laughs) just about, he didn't just have a picture of Jesus hanging on the wall somewhere, do these religious duties, and say the same religious prayers over and over again. You know that, I mean... I want I want them to know that I believe that religion needs to be dead and that relationships with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to be alive and permeating all my generations. That's what I want my legacy to be. I think that's a legacy that we all need to leave. And as we look towards the future, we have to think about what kind of character, what kind of legacy do we want to leave? You know, just a few things before we uh, call this program to a close, but I just want to say, Bob, if there is any one thing that you could say to our listeners that would help them develop in them the desire to live a more godly, influential life, what would that be? What is one statement that Bob would say to the listeners that would help bring alignment to everything that they're doing? <laughs> don't, oh boy, I, you know, um, don't give up. Hmm. I would say don't give up because we go through these ups and downs in life and the and the fact that I'm even still alive right now is just a testament to God and I went through a place where I really dried up and I really got to a point where I said God you either exist or you don't it's some of the darkest points of my life and um, right after my first divorce I was battling cancer and so I got to a point where I was as low as it could possibly go. And God is faithful. But I, I said, you either exist or you don't. Right. And I just committed to it. And I committed to it and committed to it. And he's faithful. He is and, so faithful. And, and, and it's so important to know that if you're on the top of the mountain, you're riding the wave of success, don't quit. Okay, be thankful. Amen. And realize that it's not yours. And if you're in the bottom of the world right now and times are tough and things are bad and you don't see any way out of this thing, don't give up. Don't give up because God knows exactly where you are and he's got love that abounds beyond all measure for you and he's not going to leave you in that place. He's teaching you a lesson. So don't give up. Bob, that is such a good word. I'm reminded of Sir Winston Churchill as you're talking and he gave a fabulous speech that went down as one of the greatest speeches in history, and his words to a group of people was this, never, 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 ever give up. And that basically is what all he said, and he sat down. And it's something that we can all be reminded of. You know, Bob, I want you to take 60 seconds, and would you just pray over the people? And I feel like there's people here that are at this turning point in their life. Should I go here? Should I go there? And you've given them just a good nugget of hope today. Would you just pray over them? And would you just ask the Lord to go deep into their hearts as we close this? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I just want to just be still for just 
a brief moment. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for this time together. God, thank you that you live and move and have your being through Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you promises are to never leave us and to never forsake us. God, and that you are a God of abundance and you are our protector. You're our provider. Yes, you're you our are. nourishment. You're our nourishment. You are our encourager. God, you're, you are someone that is always there for us when we need you most. So, Father, I ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, that everyone in the sound of my voice right now would feel your presence right now. God, that the liquid love that you poured out over me would be poured out over them. Mm -hmm. That they would experience you in a brand new way. God, that you would just fill them afresh. Mm -hmm. Wash the weight of the world away from them, Father. Lord, and fill them with your Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Give them the boldness and the confidence to stand up and to stand out in the name of Jesus, to speak up and to speak out the name of Jesus in their families, in their workplace, mm -hmm. in their neighborhoods. Yes, Lord. God, in the grocery stores, wherever it is they go, yes, that Father. you are with them, that you are for them, that you go before them, Father, creating the path for them. Father, you're above them, watching mm -hmm. over them. Father, that you are behind them as your protector, and that you are lifting them up and bringing them to higher and higher places in relationship with you, Lord. We thank you, God, that... Your word and your promises are that Thank your you, word Jesus. will not return void. And so I release your word and your promises into the voices or into the ears of the listeners right now in Jesus' name, that your name, Jesus, would take permanent root like seeds that have been planted in the souls of these listeners, God, and the Holy Spirit, you would come and water these seeds right now Thank and you, begin Father. to sprout all things new. Jesus, your words, as I have come, and behold, I make all things new. So right now, Jesus, we are asking you to make all things new in the hearts and in the minds. Let there be a renewal of the minds, mm -hmm. God, right now in this place and in this time. And Father, I ask that you would create an awareness right now of what you're doing on the earth right now, because everything is done for your glory. You, and Lord. we declare that right now. Yes, we, we do. Declare it that you still are large and in charge. You remain on the throne, and the things that get us rattled don't rattle you. And so we declare that if you're not rattled, then we're not rattled, and we stand against all darkness and principalities right now. In Jesus' name, we declare victory. Amen. Because, Jesus, you paid for Amen. it all. And, Father, we thank you. We just commit this time. We seal it with the blood of Jesus, especially as we look forward to this Easter Sunday, where we get to declare victory. Over it all, Jesus, thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I know you have been amen. encouraged today by listening to my friend Bob Bayer. Uh, again, he is the owner of a company, Stonebrook Wealth Management, and he is an amazing man, lives in Minnesota, and this has been a phone conversation empowered for life. And I pray today that you have been empowered, you have been strengthened, and you have been encouraged and Bob, thank you so much for joining us today and taking time just to speak into the lives of people. 
you're a great man and God has great things for you. And everyone listening, God has great things for you too. Until we meet again, this is Mark Griffo, your host at Empowered for Life, encouraging you to keep moving forward and keep putting God first in your life. And as he empowers you, you will make a difference. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this has inspired you to take the leap of faith and step into your dreams. For more information on booking Mark at your seminar, event, or conference, please contact him at mark at empoweredforlife.today. If you care to advertise on this podcast, drop us an email. Until next time, we hope this podcast has empowered you for greatness.